Hello, you lovely, lovely individuals. Thank you so much for checking this podcast out. This is the Nevermind Polly podcast. Um, it's just Matt doing the podcast intro today. Uh, I've got a very special guest on. I've got Mr. Reese Owen King of the Heavy Mental Podcast, a podcast which discusses all things mental health. It's a fantastic podcast. We had a fantastic chat. I'm going to get into it now. Uh, cut to me talking to Mr. Reese Owen King. See you soon. Uh, I'm going to jump straight into it. I've got the wonderful Reese Owen King, as he likes to be known, from the Heavy Mental Podcast. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. That's quite right. Um, I'd say so. Obviously, people who know the podcast normally, I have uh, Reese who is my fellow co-host, who's also from Wales. So I feel like it's quite an easy conversation to have <laughs> another guy called Reese as Welsh on the podcast. So, but um, I'm I, glad to be your uh, stand-in Welshman for the week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I do believe that he's not, because he's Pembrokeshire. I'm not sure where you guys are, because you work hard and you move, didn't you? So I'm not sure yeah, so we're not that far from Pembrokeshire. We're in, we're in Swansea, so uh, uh, okay, it is... Cool. On the cusp of like West Wales, so yeah. Pembrokeshire's right the way down. Yeah, for sure. I, I I generally offend every Welsh person I speak to and say they're just from the valleys, which is <laughs> like the tiny little part of Wales. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, you sh- you should say that we are actually in in the Swansea Valley. So oh, okay, that's all too. I <laughs> can actually get away head. with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how's things been? How's how's life treating you? Um, twenty twenty one and. 2020 with everything you've been keeping good yeah i think um obviously with the lockdown um which is coming up to well i say the lockdown the lockdowns <laughs> um yeah, you know it, we're coming coming up to like a year now so it's what what is it it was Mar- the end of march of 2020 yeah. so um yeah i feel like I, i'm kind of adjusted to it now and um being an introvert, I think I, I was built for this shit. Like you know, like to stay in, stay in the house. And uh, I've been I've been lucky enough to be able to work from home, like my day job. So um, I'm grateful for that. Um, really enjoying being able to to do that and have like flexible working hours. And yeah, that you know, there's been some moments um, mentally where there's been some dips, ups and downs, as expected. And I'm sure it's the case for for everyone who's listening out there. But um, yeah, I think uh, on the whole, I would say that more than anything, it's been quite the year of self discovery for myself. You know, if we were Layla and I, my wife, were living in Cardiff, and we made the decision that we no longer wanted to live in the city centre because we were just, you know, back. We weren't taking advantage of actually living in a city centre. You know, going out. Um, everything's shut now anyway, but like, um, previously we weren't the sort of people that would be taking advantage of city lifestyle. And we were thinking, why the hell are we paying so much to live right in the city center when we're not really utilizing it? So, um, we made the decision to kind of buy a house, um, way outside the city for way cheaper. 
I was gonna say, obviously, I've you now living uh, sort of in the valleys and stuff. Obviously, it's a lot. It's a lovely part of the world, and I'm I'm yeah. from Suffolk, so again, I'm just covered by lo- lovely fields. So in some respects, we're quite. It's quite nice that we've been locked down in the situation we have been because it's like oh, there's just fields outside. I couldn't <laughs> imagine you know living in London or Birmingham or somewhere like that and being in a lockdown, stuck in a flat. Like for example, yeah. that would you know do all kinds of things to to your to your mental health and just your physical health and everything. It's just it's terrible. Yeah. But um, hopefully with obviously the vaccines and things, they're starting to get things moving in the right direction. If nothing else. But um, yeah. you meant you mentioned um, lady your your wife. That's kind of kind of where I say I wanted to start. So that's how. So my journey into finding uh, the heavy mental podcast, which we'll get to, is essentially following Layla through her YouTube channel. Ah, uh, and obviously, nice. um, so you know, uh, that's how it started for me because she's uh, a YouTube sensation, shall I say, <laughs> um, a phenomenal vegan baker, um, and yeah, just a really sort of interesting cool person who puts her life on the internet for for yeah. purposes yeah. um and obviously through that obviously ups downs uh you know breakups marriages obviously you come along <laughs> yeah. and so you know and then you started a podcast and i am a self-obsessed uh podcast whore i can't i like <laughs> any kind of podcast I'm here, straight <laughs> on it i'm like right i need to check it out but i'm very picky so I have. I wanted to find a podcast that kind of um, had talked about mental health, but talked about it in a way with kind of love and care, if mm. that makes sense. Because like, there is a lot of people who talk about mental health, but it can be very statistic heavy, which is important. But it's the way that I feel like heavy mental does it. You do it with a sense of grace and humor at the same time, like taking it seriously, but as well as kind of you know, look, we're all in this together, so don't don't panic as such. Yeah, I I, I appreciate you saying that, man. It's uh, it's nice to um, get feedback like that, and um, I think um, yeah, I th- I, th- I, th- I th- you know you hear this said quite a lot about scratching your own itch and. Mm. I think that was something that we were mindful of when we started. Um, and our relationship together is quite playful and funny. And, you know, we have a laugh. We're very similar. And I think that just comes across when we record. Like, our conversations on the mic could be exactly the same off mic. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It, there's, no, there's no difference. Like, there's no difference between the two. And... Um, I'm glad that people kind of pick up on that kind of relationship that we've got together. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that we wanted to, you know, we started with just Layla and I doing epi- themed episodes. And then we went, um, Layla stepped away from the podcast because her work got busier. And I sort of took the reins on that and started speaking to guests, like having guests on. And I enjoyed that. That was a new challenge for me because um, I always was ner- too nervous to um excuse me too nervous to do that previously yeah but um yeah and now Layla is we've come full circle like we, yeah. we went we went we started with Layla and I having conversations at our like dining room table about mental health in a like very casual off the cuff way and that's where we've arrived back to um even though there was like a deviation with you know, some of the epi- some of the episodes we did got like pretty serious, like some of the the topics discussed, and um, I think that's that's one thing that um, we were clear on at one point is that 
you know, there there are going to be times where the the serious nature of stuff like creeps in when people are telling their stories. But I think when it's Layla and I together, we're able to really uh, th- again that relationship thing comes in. So we're naturally very playful and very um, take the piss quite a lot. So of each other, and I think you own your own story, right? So you mm. can speak about your own story and communicate that in any way that you see fit i i think anyway if you want to take the pit by yourself you know you it's your you own that to kind of do it so i think uh and, and i give layla license to take the piss out of me so i think uh it works and uh i'm glad that we're um at a point i i feel like i don't know it just feels natural now that we had to go down that route of me doing the podcast on my own for a bit and then Layla coming back and it just feels right at the moment. But it feels like I needed to do all of that to get to this point again, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of... So I've, I'm I'm very uh, honoured to say that I've been from day one. So I've kind of... Oh, I've nice. had every episode. So, um, and I kind of... I Obviously, when I started this particular podcast myself... I it was born out of lockdown and born out of born out of boredom. So mm-hmm. I initially started um, Twitch streaming, like gaming and stuff, like FIFA and things like that. And I had my friend Reese just chatting to me on Discord, and we were just naturally back and forth. Like I've ne- I met the guy um, at Download Festival, and we've spoken right. like once or twice. Uh, and like, so we just had this natural kind of flow and conversation, and we said, "Do you think people would care if we just recorded this and put it out there?" And because it's weird that like podcasts are such a weird format as a as a thing. You, you people would think that you wouldn't care about someone's conversation, but you do because, like you say, when listening to your particular podcast, I feel like I'm in the room with you, and I feel like yeah. I'm I'm taking the mick out of you two, but you two can't hear me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like yeah, I'm exactly. backing you up, going, "Go on, now, let her have it." And then I go, "Hang on, a bit, that's a bit harsh," um, and, and things. So it's kind of like I totally understand where you're coming from, where you have to do different things on the podcast to try and see where you end up because we started saying well we want to be uh just predominantly music based just focus on music and now we've sort of branched out into interviews and things because that's initially where i wanted to go with it and but still kind of tied down to music so just in inter interviewing interesting people so and obviously i want to bring the podcast to people's news you know you haven't already heard it so yeah, I think that's cool, man. I think um, I think to have like a baseline when before starting anything, like a basis or a baseline or an idea, and then you realise once you start taking action and you're consistent with putting stuff out, it just gradually, you know, it evolves and changes. I think as it goes along, and uh, I think just embrace it. You know, like I learned that to like just embrace it as as it goes along, and it and it'll unfold and be whatever it wants to be, whatever it needs to be, and uh, especially with um collaboration like obviously you're saying you got reese and um what, sorry i think what was your other mate uh, on the andy. andy so you got reese and andy and you've all got like different inputs and different ideas and stuff and i think yeah it'll just gradually um kind of evolve into whatever you know an amalgamation of the three of you kind of thing but all still have that loose theme of music whereas ours is like mental health yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. I one thing I don't want uh, people to take away from this podcast is going. I'm not going to listen to that podcast because it's all about mental health. Because uh, your your whole uh, your tagline, which I think is beautiful, is um, uh, candid chatter about the things that matter, which is literally natter is such a good word to use because it's like 
it is just like you know when you're walking the dog and you're just chatting yeah. about mental health and it's like you know especially in times like this it's so important to have that conversation as a man obviously with with your wife as well but just in general because people don't talk about it but you you mm. definitely say something if someone had hurt their arm or broke their leg you'd be like oh that looks that looks like that sucks do you want to handle sure. that you know but because you can't see what's going on in someone's mind or in their personal life doesn't mean it's not happening it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be spoken about of course yeah d- definitely and uh i think um it's funny because after doing this podcast for, you know, we've done 70 episodes. So I think we've been going like two years almost. Yeah, it's February and 2019. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done the research. I've got pages, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been going that long. And I think um, I gradually, the longer I've done this and spoken openly about mental health, the more I think, oh, I, you know, I'm having like a normal conversation with somebody in, in, in real life, say, and I assume that they must be at the same level of openness as me with mental health. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's like a bit of, I can sense a bit of resistance. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, not everyone has yeah, spoken for, for sure. hours and hours and hours <laughs> from mental health. Like quite openly and like shared all their innermost secrets on the internet about, you know, this, that and the other, about uh, eating disorders and about uh, depression, anxiety, health anxiety, existential crisis, <laughs> you know, all these kind of things. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think, um, I think... Uh, I, I, like I said to you, I'm a believer that, you know, you own your own story and uh, I, I have routinely taken the piss out of myself in, you know, things I've done, like certain situations because I, I, it helps me and it helps other people understand like comedy as a vehicle to be able to like understand um, uh, something at the time was serious, but I'm the one who gets to reframe that however I, I want really. So I yeah. think that, that's cool. I think it's really nice that you know you have that ability to listen to the podcast and just go, well, hang on a minute, I've either had that or I know someone who's got something similar to that, and it kind of allows you to obviously when you've had either yourself personally or had a guest on who's had a a, a particular issue and you can see those traits in someone else, it kind of gives you the confidence to go up to that person if you're at that point with that person and go, are you okay? And they go, yeah, yeah, and I no, are you are you okay though? Like, are you really okay? And they're like, actually, and then like, you know, that's usually when the floodgates just open and you know, yeah. once once it's once it's been done, it's such a relief off of your shoulders for sure. Because um, me personally, I've sort of struggled with anxiety and depression for a long time. And as you say, you use comedy uh, as a vehicle to, you know, um, if if you, if I take the mick out of myself first, then no one's going to do it for me. That was always my thing as a kid, yeah. you know? and you know I was like, you know, always understand the chunky kid at school, you know, or whatever. But um, at, at the time, it's like if I if I make the first joke, then someone can't make it for me. But at the same time, it got to a point, you know, when I was around eighteen, nineteen, where I just was like, enough's enough. I can't, I can't carry on with this. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm meant to be the one laughing, but I'm not laughing here. You know, yeah. and it, it got to that point and I just sort of snapped and I was like, right, that's it. Pack up. Let's sort this out, you know, and 
I did, and you know, by by no means it's better, but it's better than where it was. So, yeah. and having open conversations is so so important. But um, yeah, I was going to say also one thing that is massive that is important to me personally is is music, uh, and we touched mm. upon that as well because. I know, well, I <laughs> said a little birdie told me you're a fan of the, the rock and the metal. So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> after follow on your Instagram, I've seen many a story. I'm like, yes, this is like, <laughs> I'm all about this. Um, they say that uh, certain people, certain, I don't want to say ignorant, ignorant is probably the wrong word, but uh, people who don't understand rock and metal lifestyle will say, oh, all that rock music's depressing and it's all dark themes and stuff, but what people don't understand is that actually helps in a weird yeah. in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you find it yourself? Yeah, I think um, I think it's an outlet, isn't it? it? It can be for a lot of people, and I find that like if I'm down going down, well, I can't go down the gym now because they shut the gyms. But like if I was going for a run off, I was doing something like that like in the past when i used to do weightlifting i metal was like a massive part of of that like you know i'd always have something blasting in my ears or um if i was in a certain gym that actually approved of metal they would be blasting through the speakers but um yeah it's it's i i I kind of again with metal i was a metalhead kid and then i moved away from it in my 20s but then came back round like by the end of my 20s i was like fully back in um to all the bands i was in before and and more but um yeah i think um music's a massive part of of my life and you know a lot of people's lives and i think that with anybody from that has come from that music scene whether they're in bands or involved with the music scene or a fan of bands i think there's like common ground like normally people this is what i find anyway people who have grown up in the like rock metal alternative scene they tend to be more open-minded and definitely you know you you find that you can have like just a quite down-to-earth cool conversation with somebody instantly like spark up a common ground and yeah i think that's really cool like you can uh and it doesn't matter where you are in the world either but uh yeah, music massive. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, it's, especially with alternative culture, it's so easy to you know spot a spot someone in a band T-shirt or in a pair of DMs and just go, "I like you. I like, I like already. I'm already gravitating towards you, whether I know you or not, because of because of what you kind of what you wear and what your style is." So that that's really important for sure. Um, I was going to say just. What was sort of the first bands you kind of got into? Because you, you alluded to your twenties, so, you, so you're not you probably what are you, I don't want to say you're like thirty. I'm thirty three. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're a couple, uh, yeah. years, a couple years older than me because I'm twenty eight. So, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. What was all the what was the first bands you sort of fell in love with as a tra- as a young teen and things? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say that the turning point bands were when I was about four. I reckon about fourteen, maybe no, no younger than that. I think it was around two thousand and one or two. So, so height of been, new metal then. Yeah, so well, it would have been nearly. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would have been um, Linkin Park, mm. um, Papa Roach. 
and Limbiscuit was like the the gateway drug to yeah. um, <laughs> to, to other rock and metal. I think um, I think I'd always had a like interest in rock music anyway. And I'm pretty sure that like one of the first Tony Hawk games had probably come out before that. I don't know, like yeah, late nineties, was it? Yeah, that would make sense because when well, I was born in '93, so probably around '97, '98, would have been a te- would have been a kid. So yeah, probably you're probably about right to be fair. I'm yeah, I, I I think like the first um, Tony Hawk game, there was like uh, some there was punk tunes on there. I think there might have been. Might be some metal tunes on there as well, but I remember enjoy like me and my cousin were like really enjoying that game and the soundtrack, and yeah, it kind of went from there. I think Linkin Park are, are like a big one for a, a lot of people in terms of how they found their way into rock music. Um, I was going to say uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater had uh, the Dead Kennedys on it, Goldfinger, uh, Suicidal Tendencies. Primer, so yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> the vandals yeah. and such. Yeah, it's a good little yeah. soundtrack that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a classic soundtrack, and uh, yeah, I think so. I was I was primed for um, you know rock music. I remember getting into um, so I was into rap music before that, mm. and that was like you know Eminem, Eminem that basically brought that to the fore. But yeah, um, I think that um, around the time of maybe last resort or when that was released as a single at papa roach or when linkin park hybrid theory it was a it was probably around there but then i that was when i actually became a full-on fan yeah but i think before that there'd be been bands that i liked you know i remember liking bloodhound gang and having hooray for boobies <laughs> when it came out in like 1999 so you know there, there were there were a few rock bands but then i would say like oh heavier bands it what probably was uh hybrid theory and infest by papa roach and what limp biscuit album chocolate starfish i yeah. think um somewhere around there so and then system of a down and it kind of just went from there and i was like a a metalhead and i think a turning point after that was metallica yeah, um, yeah uh, which is like the baseline of you know the root of a lot of metalheads uh, you know entry into like more metal metal as it were so I, I had such a weird uh, so my dad's massively into like classic and prog rock which I've really nice. got nothing really against at all so sometimes it does go a bit off the kind of bandwagon and I get a bit lost and I'm like asked oh, too much too many guitar widdly solos and things it's yeah give me a, a two and a half minute punch to the face that's more what <laughs> but um yeah so like he was into that and um so I, I sort of tried to rebel against that as a teenager um the first like single I ever bought was um just not just lose it it was real some shady on oh, a nice. CD uh, from Woolworths, like two pound. <laughs> shout out to Woolworths. <laughs> shout out to Woolworths, and I just think you remember putting on because I had the obviously the radio edit version on on the radio, and then got that put it in the car, and it got swiftly taken back, <laughs> and was like, "You are not listening to this," and I'm like, "Why? It's good." Um, and then I yeah. d- distinctly remember getting the Brit album like 2003 and it had all my life by Foo Fighters on it and then after that that was it it was just like 
that that riff that I was like you know down the rabbit hole of sort of rock and I always make the joke on the podcast that if um you know if you're a metalhead if you listen to the riff um in Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit and you can't not bob your head to it just like <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. don't like suddenly like twist your head and like start want to mosh like yeah it's just <laughs> I remember yeah I remember when so I would have been a kid getting into Limp Bizkit when they torched Woodstock or oh, they incited sorry, yeah, a riot. Yeah. yeah. I think that was in nine was that in ninety nine, two thousand or something like that? Yeah. I don't know, I seem to right. remember like <laughs> yeah. downloading that video on, on Napster or something, like to, to watch it. But um yeah, I think um that was my although I I'm not I would never class myself as a Linkin Park fan or a Pablo Roach fan. Um Limp Bizkit for like nostalgia purposes like they're not my bands but they were like that entry point into uh metal they led to Metallica I suppose uh and then that was like the next step and then loads of bands came off from there then I was gonna say I I managed to see I've managed to see Metallica uh only twice I saw them on the when they done the O2 run or the indoor run for hardwired self-destruct and then the album yeah, shows at Twickenham. And I don't know why I thought I was cooler than what I was, because I always have a dilemma coming living uh, where I do, is if ever I go to a show in London, it's like, how quickly can I get the tube after the last song? And when you're somewhere like the O2, and it's like, you know, 20,000 people trying to get out of one exit, I'm like... Oh, yeah, so I started thinking, right, okay, last second to last song, I'm going to start making my way towards the lose. And then as... I'm not worried about Enter Sam, man. I thought I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. like... Do you know what I, mean? I didn't think I was... I was too cool for that. And then as soon as that riff came in, I was like, oh, who am I kidding? Like, who am I kidding? Like, I thought too cool for this. So I just yeah, ran straight in the mosh pit. <laughs> Gotta stick around for Sandman, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was there in that gig. I was there in the um, on that indoor run. Um, I saw them on the outdoor as well. Yeah. Um, in Berlin, I think it was. I, I, I saw them stuff, yeah. there. Uh, that was great. Um, and yeah, so I, the first time I saw Metallica was when they were on St. Anger, um, tour, um, yeah, in Earl's Court, I think it was back in 2003. Um, so I've seen Metallica a few, few, good few times there. I've seen them download a couple of times. I think I saw them at Sonosphere, but, um, yeah, they, they were probably, they're, they're definitely up there as one of my all timers, like hundred percent. Who are you? Um, who are you spinning at the minute? Who's who's sort of floating your boat at the minute in terms of new, new and interesting bands? New and interesting bands. Well, I don't know. Just uh, new and interesting. Just who's floating yeah. your boat? Uh, I, I, you touched on something there with uh, your dad um, saying that your dad was into prog, and mm. um, that my dad was is also into prog. He loved like Pink Floyd, Yes, mm. and and bands like that. Um, and that, that has just rubbed off me. I'm a massive prog, like prog metal fan. Okay, so like awesome. I, 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 prog rock, prog metal. Um, Pink Floyd are probably um, up there as as one of my big bands, like nostalgia wise. Again, because I listened to them a lot growing up. But, yeah, for sure. Um, my current obsession is Orbeth. Oh, I, so good. The, yeah, the, the, there's just uh, just such a wide. I love bands that have a real vast 
array of sounds on different records and are not afraid to like push the ball. Yeah, are you are you uh, are you an Opeth fan pre or post screaming? Uh, I well, <laughs> or do you do both? Say, yeah, I like any. I like the records, so I'm a sucker for good production on the record. Yeah, and I've I've got a friend that just on the road for me who likes all like DIY underground black metal stuff that sounds like <laughs> it was recorded. Biscuit tin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, I cannot abide by this. I just can't. I know that's the aesthetic and that's what it's all about, but I just cannot listen to it. But um, Opeth, I, I think for me, it was like Blackwater Park, which is like mm. 2001 onwards. So all of the records from Blackwater Park onwards, I've, I've loved um ghost reveries in 2005 i think it was that is a banger um they, yeah since since blackwater park so for the last 20 years all of those records the ones before um i feel like they were building up to uh, the sound that they achieved on blackwater park which is widely considered as their like best record but um i think for me it might be ghost reveries but the, the, I loved it when they went like flat out fucking seventies prog and like <laughs> pissed loads of metalheads off. I was gonna say when it comes to your favorite Opeth record, there's no wrong answer because they're, yeah, they're, exactly. they're all they're all pretty brilliant to be fair in different shades. So there's no wrong answer with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Forced reveries. I managed, I managed to catch them um, download. It was it was a kind of a they followed up from Body Count, which was. A really, really weird uh, one-two of a sucker punch, but yeah. uh, it was it's good fun. But there's something about seeing them outdoors versus seeing them indoors. Like as I saw them, I saw them uh, up in Norwich uh, on the last album cycle they done, and it was just like e- transgressive is the word I'd use. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. I don't take drugs or anything like that. But if I did, like, do you know what I mean? That's the band you want to take them to. <laughs> <laughs> just get yeah, lost yeah. in those riffs and everything else like yeah what, yeah there's such a there's such a um a strange like a very very unique sounding band and like uh very difficult to replicate i suppose but they're in they're in a they're in, i would class them as being in like a kind of league of their own like if you're gonna try and compare them to who are their who are their peers like in that mm. genre it's probably between the bear and me dream theater i yeah. don't know like you could argue that it's that, that it is prog bands prog metal yeah. bands but that's yeah. the thing i i love there's there's a, there's a thin line for me personally between uh prog metal and tech metal mm. so when it goes techy i kind of lose interest as opposed to prog like mm. i read like i love let's like say prog rock and then prog metal but like dream theater i took so long to get into because mm. I couldn't get past his voice. Yeah, then so, one, once I got there, I was like, I get it. It's like someone turned the light switch on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it can be a bit like that with certain vocalists, can it? Like, they, it can be a bit polarizing. Like, um, you know, um, King Diamond, for example. Mm. Like, you know, a lot of people absolutely loved Merciful Fate and King Diamond. And, like, one of my mates is, like, big on that kind of music. Yeah. And it took me forever to get over the, like, falsetto they're like really high-pitched stuff but then yeah. when you get it just clicks like you say you just get on board with it and you see it for kind of what it is i don't know like yeah you have that moment don't you so i took um so like we touched on sort of black metal it took me ages to get into like behemoth but mm. then like 
there was something that like I was like the riffs are there it's techie and it's heavy and like everything should in my head work and click but it just doesn't and then like um I think I heard like the Satanist and I was like oh I get it now like <laughs> and I get I get it. I guess it's probably to do with the production job being not in a biscuit tin that made, yeah. <laughs> made it a lot more yeah. like accessible but um yeah, the Satanist is great that is a great record that is you know um that might be one of the most widely critically acclaimed black metal black you know if you're going to call it black metal i think it, mm. there's an argument to say that it is a black metal record but yeah. i think uh, that could be one of the most widely critically acclaimed modern black metal records definitely but it's i love that record i think if anyone struggles with behemoth go and f- um follow nurgle on uh, social media <laughs> that man is like he will break down the barriers between what he's like on stage and what he's yeah. like as a person because he's 50 shades of mental like <laughs> in yeah. the best possible way like he's on st- he's on like fucking polish x-factor or something isn't he as a or, oh, no as idea. a judge yeah, no honestly. Idea. Oh my god. That's he's crazy. on he's an an X Factor or you know, whatever the equivalent is in Poland. Yeah. He is like a celebrity in Poland. <laughs> and he and it's it's so weird because yeah, he's so anti like he black metal is so anti establishment and yeah. anti religion. And yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing for him to be have become a celebrity. Like like a widely known celebrity, I guess. It's the same as Ozzy, though, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, oh, God. I, my, my love for Sabbath and Ozzy knows no bounds whatsoever. <laughs> like, that man could fart into a microphone and I'd buy it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, even, even when people said, like, oh, he can't do it anymore, and I'm like, I'll leave him alone. Like, he's up there let doing do his it. thing. Like, yeah, exactly. The yeah. guy should be dead. Like, let him carry on. <laughs> he's, a, he's a legend, man. He's such. I mean, that's the thing. The, the fact that he is still just about kicking and still just about going is nothing short of a miracle, to be honest. Yeah, but, um, but I, <laughs> it, it, like if you if you were to say if somebody was to say like name the top five legendary or like top ten then legendary uh, guitar players in metal, mm. probably. Most, you know, you got Iomi, Zach Wilde's probably in there, Randy Rhodes probably in there. Yeah. Um, you know, like all these people that played with Ozzy through the years, like it's he's been around, he's had great musicians around him, and he's just an absolute legend. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I say, did you have you ever seen have you seen that uh, that post that's gone round on social media about um the Motorhead Rider? That there's nah. there's a picture of the if you go on Google you should be able to find it. There's a picture of the Motorhead rider um, when obviously Levy was still around and Motorhead was still, I think insane. Like <laughs> it's like four bottles of Jack Daniels, seventy two cases of beer. Like it's just like and some like some like really um, uh, like specific things like being mentioned. Like we have to have like um, fifteen apples, but they've got to be all red and ripe and all like, these weird kind of things. Like, nice. Life of a rock star. <laughs> Who, who'd have it? Eh? Who'd have it? Did, he, yeah, did you see the Lemmy documentary that came yes. out? Yes, oh, it's so good. That's great. So so good. I, I, and that's the one thing that I will say to absolutely anybody: when live gigs come back, go and see bands. Um, yeah. And that sounds like a really obvious statement, but so Motorhead are one of those bands that never stop touring, and yeah. I literally just said to myself, "It's okay. I'll see them next time." I'll see them next time. 
Yeah. And then he died. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm forever just going, ah, shit. I really didn't quite think that one through. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, all the way through my teens, they were just relentless even then. Like, they were just, they were constantly on festivals, like, on shows. And I think I might have seen them at download at some point, but it was one of those things, like, yeah, it's, you always think, oh, you know, I'll. I'll see Metallica the next year, or I'll, <laughs> that's probably like the equivalent. Um, but yeah, just go and get 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 to see all go and see all the shows that you want to see that you've been thinking about seeing this band or that band. Yeah, definitely. And they need you know music industry needs your support more than ever. Definitely after this. I just feel really bad that you know I never got to see Motorhead, and then you got these certain bands that just refuse to go away. That are just terrible, <laughs> you know. I'm not. I'm not going to throw any bands out there, but like people who listen to the podcast know exactly what I'm talking about. But like, just go away. Like you're just terrible. But um, yeah. So bring brings me on quite nice to my next question. If you had, uh, so I'm going to give you the power to book your ultimate festival. Uh, oh, you wow. to do your Friday, Saturday, Sunday headliner. Uh, the only restrictions are they have to be a live and active band. Okay. Who, and, and money's not an object, so you can have whoever you want. They've got to be a live and active band. So three headliners? Yeah, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. Wow. That is, that's a big question. I think I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to have to pick Metallica. Like, yeah, just, you know, it, they put on such a show. Yeah, definitely. And they're, like, one of my old school favorites. Like, it doesn't matter... You know, there was a time where I was like, oh, I'm too cool to still like Metallica. Like, you know, that, like when you're in your, like, tw- well, you're in your 20s now. But, like, at one point, I, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I'm over Metallica. I'm into X, Y, and Z now. But, nah, you come back around. When, you, when you're approaching your mid-30s, you don't give a shit about, like, who's cool or that's cool or this is cool. Like, they are fucking enduringly cool. I only listen to Kill Em All and that's it, okay? This is all I like. <laughs> uh, actually, I like the EP before yeah. Kill Em All. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Metallica definitely. Um, and I'm going to have to go with um, Tool. Um, uh, see, that's really funny because uh, Reese, who does the podcast, loves Tool. And yeah. he's just turned eighteen, which is mental for an eighteen-year-old to like Tool as much as yeah. he does. But every single podcast, he tries to shoehorn in Tool. So, <laughs> thank you for doing that for me. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he will greatly the, appreciate you for that. <laughs> there we are. Like, I think, I think, like they get a lot of flack, and they like, um, or they have done in the past, like growing up in the metal and rock scene, like as a fan, like mm. they have been ridiculed by a lot of people but then i think people have come back round to it the fact of like actually they're pretty fucking cool at what they do and uh you know i think maynard keenan got a lot of stick from people because um you know i I heard people saying oh he's pretentious he's this he's that and uh you know i've listened to him on on joe rogan a, a couple of times at length and i actually think you know he's he's a switched on guy like he knows he's, he's really got a stage guy yeah he's got this stage persona and you know they've he just seems like a, a a cool guy eccentric obviously um i don't think you you could be in that band and not be eccentric but um yeah in terms of the stage show they do and stuff like that um the the, the like light show and just the feel of the songs it's just 
they're one of those unique bands, you know, that uh, as soon as you hear them, you're like, yeah, this is definitely a tool record. Did you um did you manage to catch them a download? Yeah, I see. I I think it was two thousand six on the Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, and I saw them with Mastodon in Cardiff as well. Oh, well that's a hell of a lineup. What yeah, year was I, that? I think <laughs> that was two thousand and six as well, or five, or somewhere around so there. So Mastodon would on Leviathan. Mm, I think they might have been on Blood Mountain, so it yeah, might that... have been 2006 or seven, maybe. It was it was Tool headlining in the, in the Motor Point or the CIA as it was called back then in Cardiff, and Mastodon were direct support. Oh, amazing! Yeah, so uh, that was a class gig. I was I was going to go and see um, Tool at Download in 2019, but I had to say goodbye to Slayer, and I wasn't ready oh, for man. that. It was yeah. See, seeing fully grown men crying just everywhere while throwing themselves into each other is <laughs> a sight to behold, I tell you. <laughs> Man, Slayer class. Uh, I, I saw them again in Cardiff um, on that last tour, and yeah. it was amazing. I As, could feel um, the flames from the back of the hall from that, you know. <laughs> was that the, the one pyro. with um, Lamb of God and Anthrax? Was it? Because um, I, I went to the London one on that farewell run. It was, it was the last... So it would have been. It, it, I can't remember who the support was. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah. What what band? Oh, I want Slabag so bad. <laughs> yeah. I know they're class. Absolutely. Who, who's, class. Your, who's your third? I'm gonna have to say Opeth because um, oh, nice. I'm just constantly, you know, I I don't know. They're not at that monumental point of obviously Metallica and even Tool, but. Um, so there is arguments to be said should they be like lower down on the stage and yeah, should I festival. choose someone else but it's my <laughs> festival <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to pick a whole bet 100% yeah and that's yeah. the thing they never play for, I mean they do play long enough when they play in their own shows um, it's the same t- same thing happened uh, when I saw Master on their last tour it's just they played for ages yeah. and just like way past the curfew and it was kind of like I thought they are going to get in a lot of trouble for like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think I, I saw that tour. The, the it was with um, Mutinoid Man and Scott Kelly. No, I I think I might have seen the one before that. It was a few okay. years, years ago. I can't remember what one it was or what album cycle it was actually. To be fair, Mastodon are a really strange band. I've decided that I'm not going to go and see them at festivals anymore because mm. nine times out of ten, they can't get the sound right for them. And it's like they don't want to play. I don't know. I think it's really weird <laughs> vibe it? from Mastodon. They they turn up and rather than, like, they've got half an hour, they'll rock out, most bands would rock out the hits, but they'll choose something off Leviathan track number seven, which I'm all for, but everyone <laughs> else around me is like, what's going on? And I'm just like... I want to hear Blood and Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Like what's wrong yeah. with people? Like, I've never heard them in. I don't think I've heard them in a festival. Um, I've seen them a couple of ty- their own shows a, a, a few times, um, and that you know I loved it. But um, the Cardiff show that I saw was really great. The last one mm-hmm. I can't remember. I sort of was into them early, yeah, and then drifted and then came back you know how it is sometimes there's mm. bands that you like you know a record just pops up and you're like oh this is class yeah but definitely. um 
I, I really liked um, Crack the Sky um, as more of a proggy venture, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they're a great band, amazing, unique band. It just yeah, the the fact they've got you know not one but two but like three really talented vocalists in that band, and know, as well mad. as as well as be able to play guitar the way they do is is <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fair. It, like <laughs> no, yeah, they 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 got they've definitely cultivated a unique sound, haven't they? In in metal, which is you know, there could have been arguments saying that. I bet you in the 80s people were like, oh, Metallica have really done everything you can can do with metal now. And all of the different genres that spawned after that point, you know. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, it's never-ending. Yeah, it definitely is. I was going to say, it's. Um, I, I want to talk about just a band that I know that you are a fan of and I'm a huge fan of. Um, how far do you think Power Trip could have gone? Oh, man. Because... Out of, out of all the, and I say this such with love and jest, out of everyone who's in the music re- industry that's died recently, that's the one that felt like a massive kick in the face because it was Big just time. like, oh, really? Like, yeah, what a band, what Class, a band, man. and um, and you know they they were bringing that um, that traditional thrash sound mm. back to the fore, weren't they? And. Yeah. Uh, really flying the flag for that kind of stuff and uh you know he, he, riley was such a, a a cool guy like what he stood for and um his morals and anytime i've seen or heard him interviewed he was all he always seemed like a cool down-to-earth guy who just had time for people and he's cool as fuck as well and yeah. the band was cool as fuck so like i mean so yeah. I, I managed to catch him uh at bloodstock and download um, and there, I don't know why there was a bit like you know I, I love both sets of crowds at those festivals. There was the, especially at Bloodstock, there was a whiff of kind of like all this there the River Hype band and all the rest yeah. of it. And they rocked up at like eleven o'clock, and he was like a bulldog, a bulldog on steroids. He rocked <laughs> out there and was like, for the next half an hour, you're our fucking bitch. Like yeah. he's like he literally, he's like, we're not gonna play a single note of music until you move your asses. <laughs> And like no one done anything. Like no, I'm serious. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I wake up. It's such a good band. I think it's because they. I think that stigma, like in a in a in a um, festival like Bloodstock, where there's, um, you know, there's a lot of like old school metal folks mm-hmm. and bands, yeah. and I think um, Power Trip had a lot of association with like hardcore bands and the hardcore yeah. scene. So I think they're, even though they are a fucking thrash metal band through and through, yeah. like there's no doubt in that. There's definitely like hardcore influences in there, but um, I think probably that was like people looking on were like, oh, they're, they're, they're this cool hyped up band yeah. and, you know, they're, yeah, it's easy to, uh, it's funny how certain bands just, yeah, get like a stigma or a certain thing attached to them. But uh, once you listen to them and I imagine once you see them live, well, if you had seen them live, then... Yeah. You know, you, your mind is quickly changed. The amount of arguments I've had with people, like, just at festivals and gigs, and it's usually, like, someone older picking on someone younger. I've yeah. seen a couple of times people saying, I don't know, someone's wearing, like, a Bring With Horizon shirt or yeah. a Motion White shirt, and they go, oh, they're not real metal, or they're not this, they're not that. You're this, that, and the other few. You listen to this. And I've gone, hang on a minute. Like, if you don't have them... 
How are they ever gonna learn? No one's favorite band is Cannibal Corpse. They're just not. <laughs> like no one's favorite. No one picks up like Napalm Death straight away and goes, "That's what I want." To listen to. I mean, yeah. some people do. They're mental, but like, <laughs> the <laughs> work of not, tolerance. <laughs> yeah, they're not like it. They're not an entry point like gateway <laughs> band. That, you know, well, is what I was saying to you with with Linkin Park, for example, mm. is that um, they were the gateway to Metallica, who were the gateway to tech, death, prog. You know, yeah, all definitely. of those other subgenres, hardcore, uh, metalcore, and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think um, it definitely it it definitely started there. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing; it kind of brings it all back around, I guess. Because if it wasn't for you know, and I've got no qualms with saying this because I know it's true for myself. But if I didn't have music, I wouldn't be here where I am now as a person still breathing because you know it, it did save my life on many occasions where it's been you know things have been up against us and you know especially heavy metal especially sort of thrash and hardcore music you know you just want to get angry but it's putting angry in a good place you know and like you say when you say you go to the gym and smash out a load of weights or go for a run that's so much more counterproductive counterproductive sorry rather than punching a wall like you do yeah. with the 14 like <laughs> exactly yeah but it's, it's it's an easy way well i say easy way like it's it's definitely a way to be able to vent um and get that um i i've i've got a friend who's like into her like holistic therapies and coaching mm. and stuff and he does he says get those issues out of your tissues oh, like so like that. you know shake love it that. out like and get get the anger out man like get those emotions out it's like i think it's i'm definitely an advocate for um healthy release of emotions like however that comes naturally to you but um you know you can even you can direct anger you know everyone's going to feel anger at some point in their life it's Mm. a natural emotion but you can direct anger in a way so that it's released healthily as it were and it doesn't like impact somebody else and uh i think there's a i I love the metal scene because there's like some camaraderie there isn't there and there's it's a community and um yeah, it's fun. It's been great growing up in uh, the alternative scene you ne- as a fan. You never, um, if you go to a gig and you fall down, you never hit the floor once. Exactly. Because everyone's there just to catch you and pick you up. Um, yeah, I'm going to sort of try to sort of wrap things up because um, obviously I don't want to too much of your time. But um, yeah, the Heavy Mental Podcast in 2021. Where's it heading? Where's the, Where's the <laughs> limit with this? Where can you go? <laughs> I, I think... I think our, our um, kind of mo, at, as as it were, at the moment is for Layla and I to carry on our candid conversations in in the house um, on theme topics and stuff. We want to do more um, Instagram lives uh, together, you know, like whether it's. Um, like a Q&A type thing or whether we pick a little, if some, sometimes we'd be walking along and some like idea will come into our mind and we're like, Oh, we could do that as like a mini episode or something like that. But, um, I'm definitely going to focus more on trying to create content and get stuff out there and communicate myself and just try and try and communicate ideas that I have swishing around in my brain that may interest people may help people but i think the very act of me regardless of it whether it re- really resonates with someone i think the very act of me getting it out of my head with the intention of trying to help other people is is enough for me 
if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I can tell you first and foremost that it does help, you know, everything that you guys have done because I've put my friends who have, you know, oh, I'm going through a, a shit time with X, Y, or Z, and I've given them a, a specific podcast and I've said, listen to this. Like, it may not be, oh, I listen to podcasts. I'm like, just listen to it. It's, you know, it's, again, because it's done with a sense of, of grace and humility that it's not someone saying, here's, re- here's reasons why you feel the way you do. You know, it's like, you know, hang on a minute, we're all human, we're all dealing with this this thing called life yeah. one step at a time. And, and no one's got the answers, really. We're all just trying no. to figure it out. And that's that's kind of what I love about the podcast is you're just trying to figure out between the pair of you and between people you have on what 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 the meaning of life is and how to sort of get to a to b really that's exactly it that's exactly what um we've been we we've been trying to do you're hitting the nail on the head there is that it is just two people who have struggled with their mental health in the path the path the path <laughs> the path the past <laughs> Uh, and are quite openly saying that yeah we're on this like exploratory explorative journey together um to try and um understand our mental health and how we can maybe help others but just being open and transparent and saying yeah we don't have all the answers we we you know we may not have any of the answers but we 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 are interested enough to want to explore these kind of topics and anything that we do find that we think may be of interest you know if i've read something or uh, i've i've listened to another podcast or seen a movie or something has resonated with me that i think might be useful for people in the realm of mental health and i'll share i'll you know i'll i'll share it in the hope that uh, it does help somebody so yeah it just feels good to be part of the community and um i think i want to direct it more this year to drill down on the niche of the alternative community mm-hmm. uh, and you know and that spans um not only like the metal scene but like tattoo scene um you know all of the stuff that alternative culture you know like yeah, skateboarding sure. whatever and the whole the whole range but um I think that's where we came from. That's who we are, like marshers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so <Braves>. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice to to serve that community because I know how lovely a community that is, and I've always been embraced by those people, you know, growing up, and that you know that scene has been my scene that I've loved. So I think to 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 create stuff for that scene is is a pleasure is you know is an honor for me to be able to do to connect with people like you and mm. connect with um anybody with with um a s- similar ideas or even different ideas just to communicate and have a chat and i think it all comes down to the intention is like i i've got a good i think i've cultivated a good like bullshit detector mm. and i can <laughs> when when, some, when i speak to somebody if their intentions are good then I'll give them all the time in the world kind of thing. Yeah, and and sure. I think if, if someone comes along and you're just like, you, who is this ass? You, know? yeah. <laughs> like you just get that impression straight away. And and my intentions are only ever to, I, like we're not, we don't make any money off this uh, no. at all. And they're only, our intentions are only to help other people with their mental health um, who have struggled like, or still do struggle like we do. So yeah, um, yeah definitely. 
I appreciate you saying that as well. Absolutely perfect. I just think it's a perfect place to end it. Um, cool. Do you just want to quickly shout out your socials? Because 10 out of 10 for your social media, by the way. Like, no matter <laughs> what kind of mood I'm in, always on Instagram, I'm like, I've really needed that. And I didn't know I needed it, but I needed to see that right there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or it's nice. an interesting post or, or an article, and I've gone, I've clicked it, and it's, it's either brightened or informed my day. So, yeah, do you want to give that a, a shout out? That's cool, man. Yeah, appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, it's so we got one social media channel just to keep it easy because I get overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> it's We Are Heavy Mental. So at We Are Heavy Mental on Instagram. Awesome stuff. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Reese. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, we're going to do the famous, the fake goodbye. Are you aware of the fake? <laughs> yeah. you, you, he's aware Absolutely. of the fake. He's aware of the fake I know, goodbye. I know the fake goodbye very well. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say bye, to everybody. <laughs> nice one, dude. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You so Thanks much. for having me. All the best. See you soon. Cheers, bye. Dude. Bye. <laughs>